What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Season 1 Recap of Lead by Design. I'm Dana Blue, and I'm joined by my Thai language co-host, Woody. Woody, how are you doing today? Fantastic, as usual, Dana. Always, man. You're always in a good mood. So, Season 1, Woody, we really focused on agility from all aspects of business. Yes. And we've seen that agility is really one of these key things that businesses are attacking from a lot of different perspectives, leadership agility, business agility, learning agility. And we touched on all of that this season. What stood out to you? We had some great guests. What was your your number one takeaway for this season, Woody? Oh, the one that stood out, which I personally like as my personal favorite, was uh, uh, actually the one by Dr. K. Oh, I love Dr. K. She's a rock star. Yes. On mindset and learning agility. Yeah, she's she's always so on point with anything that has to do with mindset, learning, agility. And I love one of the things she really said in her episode where it was, you have to be agile, you have to change, or you're going to die. Yes. And obviously she's talking about that from the business perspective, not the human perspective. But change or die, it's that important that it's so critical to be able to have that agility and speed. She talked about the speed of that agility as well, being able to make that shift. And what resonates so much to business leaders and organizations as of today is that the people who've been in an organization for quite some time are often in their comfort zone. And you know what? I'm going to be here and I'm going to close all opportunities to learn and I'm going to uh, do the things like business as usual. It's worked for 20 years. It's going to keep working. Not anymore. Not anymore. And, you know, that's the most dangerous place to be in as a business leader, as a CEO, is to think that what you did yesterday is going to work today for the same reason that it worked yesterday. Very dangerous place to be in. And that's really to the heart of what Dr. K talks about when she talks about business agility. It's that ability to change. One of the things that we talked about a lot in the episode was these larger organizations tend to lose their agility. It's hard to steer a big ship. It's not easy. It takes time. You have to really put more energy into the change. That's why we see a lot of larger companies attempting to mimic smaller organizations for their agility. And I think that's why we've seen a lot of internal restructuring at businesses to be able to match that agility in some way. Yeah, I mean, with the with the key terms that we often hear, like VUCA and disruption, and many executives say, you know what, my organization is 5,000 people, 10,000 people plus. It's kind of big, but you don't have that luxury anymore. No. Either move or die, as you said. Yeah. Move or die. That's the yeah. only way that, and really that was the biggest takeaway, change or die, move yes. or die, have to do it fast. Yeah. And how about you, Dana? What stood up for you? Uh, you know, one of my favorites one one of my favorites for sure in this season, Woody, was Yuri. I love the perspective that Yuri brings to it from a psychometric perspective because she's a, a psychometric assessment master. And so a lot of what she looks at is through the lens of that psychometric assessment, especially learning agility, right, and being able to drive business evolution with it and using those psychometric tests to determine the attributes of senior leaders or key players on a team so that you can help them be more agile. Yeah, I mean, because at the end, right, when people talk about these kind of things, right, 
or you look at company policies, it's so big, it's so grand. Yeah. But it comes out at the end of the day, what's in it for me? How I, how do I fit as a puzzle piece? And that is what comes down to what you were just talking about, the psychometrics of each individual. And, and being able to use the tool of the psychometric testing to find out how agile that person has the potential to be and what you can do as a leader or what you can do as a company to help them maximize the potential of that agility. Exactly. Such a powerful tool. I really, you know, I've really started to open my eyes to the the power of psychometric testing. I know she's been in that space for years and years and she's been doing it. And so to hear her talk about it, you really start to see how powerful it is. Yes. And there's so many people that psychometrics have proven them wrong. Yeah. What I mean is that, you know what? I don't believe this personality assessments and blah, blah, blah until they have taken it personally. Yeah. And then we got real believers. Now, I know me and you have been talking to her. We want to try to do that live on the show and both get assessed and see the power of that. It's coming. You guys, hopefully you'll get that in one of the future seasons. We're working on it. We're working on getting it going. Now, I want to kick it back over to you, Woody, because you know, we had Polly and William left on the show. W- what was really the standout there for you between those two? Next, right after like listening to um, Yuri, yep. Uh, I really liked the one with Polly on situational leadership. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, like um, when we have policies, right? It comes down to the individual, but individuals make up teams. Yeah, the challenges. What she, what she talked about was like some of those challenges for leaders as well. You know, how do they manage their teams, and how are the leaders able to really take their leadership skill, and like you said, move between teams? Yes. So go from a functional leader in one area to a functional leader in another situationally and pe- and organizations they always try to have uh, operation excellence they put systems and process in place mm. but one thing that is so critical and so essential for business operations is the language of leadership and the situations how you handle them and that's one of the things i loved about this i think i said it to to polly in the episodes i'm a sucker for framework <laughs> if you've got a good framework i am all about it And one of the things I love about this situational leadership is it brings a common language for the leaders. So they can talk to each other about the struggles they're having as a leader, or they can talk to their teams about what they need to do in a very common language that they've developed for this program. And if you roll it out company-wide, it makes it so much easier to communicate amongst everyone. And then you can really relay what the problem is and find a ideal solution. Hey, and you know what? If you have a common language in leadership, maybe that's the secret sauce or ingredient for making the organization agile. Yeah, and like I, I love that. The whole, like I said, the concept of a framework. Anytime you can plug a framework in, especially one that includes language, it's, it's so key, man. So key. And you know what? When you say about framework, right, it comes down to our last podcast on William's business agility. Yeah, you know, and... I love that that episode as well. William, obviously, everyone I think in Southeast Asia who's in the innovation space knows William. He's a key player, and I know I know so much so that you call him the chief. Yes, sir. Right, he's really one of the top people in that space, and I love that right off the bat. We were talking about business agility. We we're really talking to him to try to define it. And he comes right out and says it's a fad. My God, I was shocked. I, I love that. I love that he he's got the balls to just come out and say, look. It's something that's really a fad right now, but this is why it's important. And he goes into it and he talks about, you know, there's really a need for these bigger companies 
to develop agility. And there's, they need to move away from certain things that they've been doing because they're not working at the speed that they need. And I was impressed about it. Agility, business agility, it has become a cliche or jargon that people use it, abuse it until it's so bruised. You know, and you do hear agility a lot. Pretty All much the time. A- anyone in the space is out there talking about, oh, we have to be more agile. We need more agility. There's very few people that are actually putting the pieces in place and being able to define results. You know, William, Dr. K, Yuri Polly, they're all part of the puzzle to driving agility. What I loved about having William on the show is he sees the big picture. In clarity, too. Yeah, and he's able to say, look, this is where someone like Polly plays a big role. This is where Dr. K plays a big role. This is where Yuri comes in, and they all put these pieces together to build an agile organization. That is so important. You need someone like that who can understand the bigger picture, who understands the the real needs of an organization and like, okay, these are the pieces you need. Because people always talk about the end result of the formula. Yeah. But in our podcast, we talked about the components of the formula. Exactly. I mean, anyone can say, oh, we want to be more agile. What we're trying to really do, and I think this first season was a great example of this is how you become agile. Not you want to be agile and agile is this. Everyone knows what agility is. How do you get there? And that's what we tried to break down. Yep. Well, I mean, great season. I think four rock stars on the show for sure. Oh, yeah. So I hope you guys check it out. Really good stuff. We're working on a a great lineup for season two for you. So be sure to check that out. Until next time, I'm Dana. And I'm Woody. And if you want to find out more about any of this stuff, you can check us out at seasiacenter.com slash CS. You've been listening to the Lead by Design podcast brought to you by SEAC's Contextualized Solutions. To find out more and to get exclusive supplemental content for this episode, check us out at seasiacenter.com slash CS.